Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. Tonight we're going to talk about allowing. And we're allowed to do that. We're going to allow the, mind. the information about the mind to be received by you and to begin the process of changing your awareness of time, mm -hmm. which is, after all, the point of the Mayan calendar is to get us to uh, leave the Gregorian calendar, which was designed to impose upon conquered people, and to accept uh, time patterning. Uh, so far, the cleanest explanation of this I've heard is from Star Trek, where Captain What's-His-Name says Stardate, names about six digits. Uh, well, on any place, you, any place you go in the galaxy, that is the time. So there is a time map that includes the entire galaxy, and the Mayan calendar is that map. And we're all in the same time thing, instead of it appearing those separations of different times. Yeah. It's just in different no, places. Yeah. It's daylight during yeah. that time. Eastern half of the galaxy standard mm -hmm. time does yeah. not exist. Yeah, if you really think about time in general, it's so wacky with time zones and different times and at the same moment. Yeah. Um, definitely, we got to switch to Mayan. I, I think it would be yeah, um, yeah. more important now than ever. We've been talking about this for over a decade. Anyway, Ten Muluk. Muluk is a tribe of the psychic and the emotions. Mm -hmm. And today is a day about making a decision. So if there's something you've been getting a feeling about or have a particular emotion, today's a good day to make a decision about that yeah. instead of just letting it seethe around or, mm -hmm. or just sit there. Yeah. To act on your hits, as we said. Mm -hmm. yes. Very good. I got a hit on that, therefore I'm going to do it. It's against all odds, and it's perfectly illogical. Yeah, but I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why would that possibly work? Well, because I made the decision, and the universe will therefore act it out. Mm -hmm. That is the way that works. Yeah, that's true. And uh, we seem to have totally lost sight of that, we the human race. Yeah. You decide it, and <coughs> it happens. That's very true, and that segues nicely into the topic, which is allowing. Mm -hmm. We get so many messages and so many hits. Um, I like the way you put that. We get so much communication about what's the next place to step, what, what is our next uh, decision point, but yet we don't always listen to it. We don't allow it to happen because we are taught that the only way we can have control over our reality is to control our reality. I'm going to step on my next place then. And in order to do that, I'm going to say that the opposite of allowing, which is what everyone does really well, argues with what is. The opposite of allowing is being attached to outcome. And uh, we seem to be, uh, uh, we have a death grip on our attachment, literally death grip, on our attachment to outcome. Someone did something. Well, that's very wrong, and therefore I have to be very upset about that. And I cannot possibly accept what is. And the last thing I'm ever going to do is allow that, and that will kill a person. A stroke is probably the main one, but certainly heart attack and assorted organs going offline because of our refusal to simply allow. Now, once you allow then you can open a door. You can understand things very differently. That is the way it is. Okay, I allow that. As soon as you allow it, you are in the driver's seat. When you were fighting it, all you did was put it in the driver's seat. 
it determines you or you determine it. So allowing allows you to determine what is. Allowing is power. Yeah, very much. Yeah. And then after allowing, once you have allowed or quieted, uh-huh. you can then recognize what, that you've been assigning value to that, well, that was generally th- a negative value. That's very, a very good point. Um, uh, that was one of the first points I wanted to, to make, and it goes mm-hmm. along really well with what you're saying, is allowing is not a judgment. Uh, when I suggest mm-hmm. to people that I work with and just people I know to enter into that state of allowance, the first reaction with most people is, I'm not going to give in and allow this terrible thing to, to happen. I feel like I'm surrendering and I'm mm-hmm. turn, uh, surrendering to the enemy and becoming a traitor to myself. But allowing is not a judgment. It's not saying, let's say we're allowing the traffic. We're mm-hmm. in traffic. We're allowing it. What it really means is I, p- I remove all judgment from the situation yeah. and allow it to be itself. Mm-hmm. And I've tied it to the skidding thing before, and I, I'll just mention it again. Yeah, yeah. My father told me when I was driving on ice to turn to the direction of the skid. And I remember asking him, isn't that a little insane? If I'm already careening off the mountain, why would I turn in that direction? And it wasn't until the first time I, I drove on ice and I was sliding, and I had that, and I turned into the direction of the skid, and I realized I was accepting what was. I turned yeah. the wheel, I gained traction, and then I could steer it. And so that's what we have to do with a state of allowance mm-hmm. is to accept what is. Buddha says the resistance to what is is the cause of all suffering. Yeah, no kidding. And then once it's Draws. what is, then you yeah. can find your power within that. Do yeah. we have a call? I believe we have our first caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? I'm Larry. Larry, what can we do for you? Well, I'm going through some autoimmune stuff. Uh-huh. Ah. Okay. And I um, want to know how, what I need to do to turn it around. Oh, what a great question. Um, yeah. As that, that has been something that's been frequent with me um, uh, coming up for, with people I know. It's, it's very uh, prevalent in my awareness. And one thing that I got from autoimmune dis- disorders or conditions is <clears throat> I know science said it is the body attacking itself, the immune mm-hmm. system attacking itself. I have a theory, and usually these theories one day will be proved, so we'll see if this is substantiated in the medical field. But I feel that, we're n- that it's not really attacking the body, the immune system, that there could be a very, very small virus or some kind of mutation, some kind of viral thing that we can't measure yet, and the body really is attacking it. But the virus became very similar, so similar to the body, that the body is having a difficult time figuring out where it is within mm-hmm. the body. Our DNA is made up, uh, I, I don't know the percentage, but it's a good percentage of virus is, a, is in our DNA mm-hmm. because viruses mutate so quickly. And so that's what I feel a lot of this autoimmune disorders are about. Now, with that being said, from the physical standpoint, I feel the spiritual counterpart is where there is a belief operating within you or anybody that has autoimmune, that's not your belief, but it's camouflaging itself as your belief. And so the condition then gives you the opportunity to really bring that out into the light of day oh, and change excellent. your beliefs. So Larry, what uh, do you mind telling us what autoimmune condition you have? Is it 
um, sarcoidosis, or is it uh, lupus or something it, like it that? Was, it was in the. It wasn't lupus, but it was in the family of lupus, like. Okay. Lupus really like. Exactly diagnose. You know exactly what it is, but it's in that in that family. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, and the, and lupus, if I'm correct, is is like um, it originates in, in the gut area. Is that how? Like a lot uh, of. Them? I don't know enough about it to know. It's my. Um, my uh, idea that it has a lot to do with that area of the body, like um, because of recirculation of stuff. Anyway, I don't really know. So if somebody does know, maybe they could call in. Yeah. Now, about um, autoimmune, we're saying that uh, the principle of the universe that this program, this particular evening, is dedicated to is the principle of allowing. Okay, now if you say, all right, I've got autoimmune, fine, I allow that. I accept it. I'm okay with it. I'm not going to resist it. Now, that puts you out of the frantic resistance that the fear of the disease has generated within you. In other words, I'm okay with it. I'm dying from it. I'm all right with that. I don't care. And, and sincerely, I, I just accept this. That's, that's the way it goes then you're in a position to notice that we, the human race, assign value to things. We do this all the time. It's virtually the only thing we do. And in assigning such a negative value to immune disorder, okay, we have given it enormous power, and I'm restating what I just said. If you understand that we assign an arbitrary value. In other words, let's say a lot of money and a great deal of success and a fast car uh, represent to us fun, and we assign a very positive value to that. And loss of looks and money and fast car, etc., we assign a very negative value to that. But virtually never do we assign a neutral value to things. So I accept that I am dying, I accept that, and I assign that a neutral value. Now, well, my God, nothing can get a grip on you with an attitude like that. Now, once you have allowed, recognized the value that you're assigning to things, you can then begin to recognize the idea of whatever this is as cyclic, part of your cycles. In other words, let's say we're really upset with something and 10 years passed and you go, oh, I'm not so upset about it, but it's still ticking me off. 20 years, uh, it's okay, I'm not so ticked off. 30 years, uh, you know, it's getting to the point where I'm at peace with that. I no longer think about it all the time. I no longer assign such a... Um, bodily rending value to it. It, it, it. It's just in the cycles. Now, my point here is that we choose where we are in our cycles. I know this doesn't look like that to us, but we do choose where we are in our cycle. Mm -hmm. And so it is possible for you to allow this, assign it a neutral value, and to uh, move yourself along in your cycle so you yourself can release its grip on you because it's, its grip is what's uh, getting 
to you here. Well, also, it's a matter of forgiveness, too. Yes. Because even if Another we aspect. take it from the global place, everything comes with a message. And I agree mm. with you 100%. Enter into a state of allowance. And all allowance is, is a statement of what is. It is this. Now, I'm not going to be distracted over here with fighting what is, mm -hmm. saying you should, quote unquote, be something else. This is not right, and getting caught in that justice trap. And I can step into peace and saying, well, this is what it is in, in the moment. Now, what, what, what can I do about it? And what can I learn from it? And if you ask what can I get from this, like what the message is, the what you can do about it comes very quickly. A remedy will come either on the physical, the mental, the emotional, mm -hmm. or the spiritual plane. It will just show up yeah. uh, instantaneously once you get the message. So one thing, Larry, that I would suggest, and I don't know if you're still on the phone. Yes, I am. Um, how long have you had this? It's been about six months. And what was going on about six months ago or a year ago in your <laughs> life? I lost my job, um, you know, a series of losses. Well, if, if you would um, like to, or if you're up for this, um, just do this little simple procedure. I've explained it on other shows. But now, um, if you're up for that, um, it's just tapping along with me in the same place I tap and repeating some things. And um, I would just ask one more question. You said you lost your job. And what was the, another loss that you had around then? Uh, my son got into some trouble, and he'd never been in any trouble in his life. Okay. <laughs> got into a situation that just, you know, okay. caught me way off guard and yeah, uh, yeah. a lot of stuff, you know. Okay. Well, let's do this. Just tap on the side of your hand. And if anybody out there would like to tap along, this is really a powerful technique. And you can go into our archives where I explain it a little further. But it's called emotional freedom techniques. And um, just tap on the side of your hand. I know you're holding the phone, so that may not be a good point to tap. And just say, even though I lost my job, even though I lost my job? I love, accept, and forgive myself. I love, accept, and forgive myself. Even though I placed my worth and value? Even though I placed my worth and value? On having a job? On having a job? I forgive myself. I forgive myself. It seemed like my life was falling apart then. It seemed like my life was falling apart then. And completely out of my control. And completely out of my control. And I feel like I failed. And I feel like I failed. And I love, accept, and forgive myself anyway. And I love, accept, and forgive myself anyway. Even though it looks like I failed. Even though it looks like I failed. And part of me may even be punishing me. And part of me may, may even be punishing me. I forgive myself. I forgive myself. And I recognize the divinity within everything. And I recognize the divinity in everything. And I'm open to the idea and I'm open to the idea that these things were great blessings. That these things were great blessings. And I'll see the results of these soon. And I'll see the results of these soon. Okay. That's just a little yeah. little something. Take a deep breath and, and maybe just see how that feels for you because I, I have witnessed so many times and, and the nature of what I do is to help people to not be in a state of resistance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because and, and Larry, thank you so much for calling because everything that you brought forth on this call is absolutely brilliant and applies mm -hmm. so specifically to what we're talking about tonight because autoimmune can also be seen as a resistance to something, a resistance to self, 
the self-image in combat sure. yeah. with who we think we yeah, should. You see very clearly be. what happened there and why it resulted yeah. that way. Okay. And uh, well, Larry, thank, thank you. you. We, we have our next phone call. Brilliant job, Larry. Thank you. Yeah. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, it's Edith from Buffalo. Edith. Oh, hey, Edith. Oh, welcome back. Thanks for calling. Uh, I just wanted to offer the gentleman a suggestion that called with the autoimmune disease. Um, since I, I was dealing with that a couple years ago, I read um, some books. It's the teachings of Abraham by Esther and Jerry Hicks. And some of them talk a lot about healing. And um, they have a, a website, www.abraham-hicks.com. And I found their, their books very helpful. Well, thank you. Uh, hey, have you read the language code books, the, the stuff here? You know, I probably have um, gone through them, but probably a couple of, you know, years ago. Yeah. But it's all very consistent. You know, it all it all touches on the same kinds of themes where, you know, what what you say and and um, how you feel really does affect yeah, your health. Yeah, that that's uh, basically yeah. It's all there's one central column of knowledge that all mm -hmm. human beings have the right to have access to. It doesn't make any difference who in particular, what particular branch you access. Mm -hmm. Like we specialize very much in the Egyptian and the Sekim which is another technique of knowledge that, that goes on. So all of these uh, various branches yeah, all have particular languages. Yeah, and, and they're all, you're right. They, everything ultimately says the same thing. It just depends on how scenic your route is to, to the information mm -hmm. and what your path is. So thanks, Edith. That, that's very kind of you to call in. And um, Yeah. Have and a good night. A, yeah. yeah, well, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. And, and so much has to do with getting back to loving yourself mm -hmm. and knowing how to create in your oh, life. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And uh, we have a lot of uh, what we do on the, the website mm -hmm. on telepathic TV. Yeah. I'm assuming a lot of people are on, in fact, she must be on telepathic TV to be calling in yes. live on the yes. show. Yes, yes. Yeah, so there's quite We've a bit that Edith goes before. on. before. She's yeah. really wonderful. Edith, yeah, Edith we you. love you, and we're so happy that you, yeah. you have good. called. Very mm -hmm. good call. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, the, uh, and, the th and the thing is, is forgiving yourself unconditionally. Mm -hmm. And whatever was going on in, in your life, Larry, that made you feel out of control or whatever those emotions were, you just say, it, it is what it is. And I love myself and I mm -hmm. trust myself on my journey and through life. And I came here to gain wisdom and I can gain that anywhere. And the experiences that come to me and every bit of it messages. is on my side. That's another whole aspect yeah. of consciousness. No matter what it looks like, it's something that's on your side. It's mm -hmm. uh, very consistent that way. Yeah, I, I've always said that forgiveness is just a, a hallway that takes you to the room that says there's nothing to forgive. Yeah. And um, that's a really good place to be. I would suggest for people as you're falling asleep, because we do enter into a state of hypnosis as we go to sleep, mm -hmm. to say I love myself unconditionally. Because right now, very few people do love themselves unconditionally. They love themselves <laughs> very conditionally. If they have a good or job, don't love if, themselves at all. if they're a good parent, and, and if yeah. they can make it so their children succeed and never get into any trouble, their self-worth gets attached to that. And if we have people we love that get sick, all these things enter us into a state of unconditional love for ourselves. Yeah. We love ourselves less unconditionally than other things in our life. And it's time we love us unconditionally.
because the more we do that, the more we can love other things unconditionally. So well, I just say I love myself unconditionally as yeah. I fall asleep. Well, in the society we've grown up in, there has constantly been a bully there making us, you have to do this. You have to be successful. You have to get rid of this disease. You have to make more money. You have to be a better person. And anytime I hear the word have to now, I immediately walk away because you don't have to do anything. Now, to set yourself that free, to say that not only don't I have to do anything, I don't have to be anywhere, I, I don't have to in any way perform, I simply am. To be that free will indeed upset all of our fellow humans, which is my idea of fun, I have to admit. So just simply allowing yourself to not have to do anything is such an echelon level of consciousness as to be over-consuming as to be overwhelmingly brilliant and freeing, I allow myself not to have to do a single thing. Now, it's not possible for us not to do things. It's just who we are. And one of the things you can do is simply be, which is an interesting concept. And this concept of being that free, setting yourself that free, very few of us get to that point. I just wanted to point out that the, uh, the word loss, which was used by Larry earlier on, the loss of the job, the loss right. of the uh, image that he had of his son, et cetera, et cetera, the word loss is defined as gain. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, so it takes a nanosecond then, if, you're, if there's no feared out worry or guilt in your system, then it takes a nanosecond to recognize the blessing of, oh my God, the kid's free, the kid's finding his own path. It's not the path I would have thought, but he's free, etc. The relationship with the body. All of that stuff is another way of seeing. So allowing yourself not to have to do anything is so freeing as to make your ears pop. There's yeah. few of us make it that far. That's true. And I tell you, one of the biggest reasons why most people don't make it past that is this idea of guilt and that if we don't have guilt and restrain ourselves and have a have to in our mind that we are going to be this unruly child that will never clean our room and eat ice cream for dinner because that's what we were taught our true nature yeah, is. Yeah. Now what if we changed that fundamental belief, we took that foundational brick out of the wall and replaced it with we're trustworthy, we're lovable, that we are always motivated by love no matter how scenic the route is yeah. to get there. We're always motivated by love and have uh, the highest good as the objective and always the destination there. What if we started believing that? We would control ourselves less yeah. and there would be far less guilt and there would be and far less violence. And chaos and immoral mm -hmm. behavior. Mm -hmm. This is the thing. In the advanced society that we are building and we are building an advanced society it will not be run by guilt. It will not be run by money. It will not be run by politics. It will be run by love. It will be people doing exactly what it is they would love to do. And strangely enough, the entire world would just function perfectly. Can you imagine such a world?
Nobody is motivated by guilt. Everybody is doing what they would love to do, and that doesn't mean victimize people. You know, we, we have a moral base. We have a standard of behavior. We are born with it. Uh, of course, no one can possibly, pardon the expression, trust that, but it remains true that if, if we were totally removed from the absolute desire for attention that we call guilt, and that is, the, that is a fundamental truth about guilt, it is just a desire for attention. You do something that you will be called guilty for to get the attention from people, and that's the only way that works. Well, I'd, I'd like to modify that word, getting attention, to being significant. Sure. Because um, I, I've mentioned this on the show before, but I, mm -hmm. I think that often when we say doing it for attention, our, our immediate reaction is, oh, that person's asking for something too much. They don't deserve that, or yeah. they're being um, childish or something. But when people, especially children, are asking for attention, give them attention. People are asking for a drink of water. That means they're thirsty. If they're asking for attention, then, then that means they're spiritually, emotionally thirsty. And that you, so, uh, you satisfy the thirst by giving the water, not withholding the water. And that's how you do it. Mm -hmm. Now, if we look at it as everybody on the planet has this biological imperative to be significant, because if we were not significant, our tribe would not take care of us. We would be out on our own and we would die. Mm -hmm. We also have that translating through our spiritual um, imperative because we are here in, mm -hmm. in large part to interact with each other. So we all wish to be significant. So guess what the solution to that is? Find the significance within you that's not conditional and not based on anything external and acknowledge the significance in every other person by allowing them the attention that they are asking for. And the wars, the friction over I'm more significant than you, that's the only way I can prove to myself that I have meaning here on this planet. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing I can do. And so people enter into these competitions and there's fririction and the corporate ladder where people are stepping on each other's yeah, hands. All of that all is ego. because yeah. people believe there is a finite amount of significance, but there mm -hmm. isn't. Correct. It's limitless. And also the finite amount of attention to pay attention to the significance is significance another complete myth. trumps attention, though. So if we yeah. go right for significance, if a child's asking for attention and you let them know they're significant until they can really take hold of that and know that themselves. Yeah. Yeah. then they will not ask for attention. That's like a, the, the evil twin of significance. Yeah. And the other thing to bring up the next generation with is the idea that your attention is more important than anyone else's attention. And you were saying this with the concept of significance. Mm -hmm. When it is your attention that matters, not other people's attention, your attention, then you've, you have escaped That's the box. Significance. Yeah. You've escaped the box, mm -hmm. and that's what this program is all about. And uh, this Sunday coming up, we're going to be doing the uh, Consciously Creating Your Life on this very subject, the subject of allowing. Mm -hmm. And if you have had uh, lots of thoughts and uh, uh, have not called in, that would be okay. But if you're in our immediate area, you can come to the class Sunday. Let us know ahead of time uh, for the spacing, but we will assist you with whatever this is that you may be interested in um, healing, uh, yeah. that is a good word for it, or changing the way in which you approach particular uh, patterning in your life. This is, uh, 
we've been doing this for a decade, this particular class, and we have thousands of stories from it that are mm -hmm. all very worthwhile as far as uh, yeah. repeating them. And, and even everything we were talking about, about uh, uh, attention and significance, it mm -hmm. gets back down to I love and support myself unconditionally. And what that means is you will never withhold love from yourself, no matter what. Mm -hmm. If you lose your job, if your wife leaves you, if your husband leaves you, if somebody says you're ugly, nothing's going to make you withhold love from yourself. And when you have that level of commitment with yourself, it does not matter what other people do after that point. And then you will not be harmonized to those certain activities. Yeah. <coughs> and, the and it's all about harmonies. It really is. Mm -hmm. One of the basic premises behind my uh, workshop, Healing from the Inside Out, mm -hmm. is a state of allowing who we, who we are. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how much, and we've done shows on deglamorizing, and we'll probably do another one mm -hmm. in the near future. But it is amazing how much of our belief in our significance is diluted with the idea that we're not good looking enough or that we somehow physically aren't perfect. And it's really rampant now. It's epidemic. Every time you turn on oh, the yeah. TV, these ab rollers and all, mm -hmm. all of these various things and people in panics, yeah. that they've got to get into this state of beauty. It's such a burden to maintain. <laughs> I'm not saying Dancing exercise with, isn't fun. I know yeah. people enjoy it. But I mean the burden of having to maintain it or the sadness over not having it. Yeah, like dancing with exclamation points. Yeah. That's very interesting. The language code. Dancing in, with judgment. Yeah. The <laughs> language the code in um, al allowing is actually allowing. Uh -huh. You know, saying it out loud, in other words. If you allow it, then you have broadcast it. As we were just saying, it's all about the magnetic field that you emit, and it will attract or repel uh, everything that is necessary for you to. Um, get your growth on, get mm -hmm. your evolution on, get your evolution on. Now there's a statement worth repeating. We're up close and personal with you right now. Then when I looked, it was a two-shot, so who knows. The, uh, we want to thank everybody on the crew because this is a very yeah. good crew. Yeah. And um, our uh, process by which we become more aware is going to be amplified greatly by our premise of just allowing it to be, uh, accepting it. And then once you've accepted it, you've stopped resisting it. And the unconscious use of free will, called resistance, mm -hmm. is what builds up the lack of immunity, or however we wish to express an immune disorder, mm -hmm. you know, however that is. But we're in command of the whole thing, and I know that's of no comfort to anyone, it was all your idea. Yes, you're mine. Yes, you're, I did that. Yes. Well, then I can undo it. Oh, very good. Yes, you can. And that is what we are talking about here, becoming in command, sovereignty of our conscious world, the building of the advanced society, will have to do with fundamental changes in the world that we live in. The worlds prior that existed on this planet, there was a world where it was uh, far more telepathic than the one today, where we would call it clans or tribal consciousness, where the entire group of people had a single consciousness. 
yes, there were individuals in it, and yes, they did individual things, but the, the overall tribal consciousness. Now, this last one that we're just coming out of now, the last civilization on the earth, which we are just coming out of, was the age of the individual, where everyone's individuality was penultimate, where it was the most important thing. And that was the place at which the ego drew its greatest life force from we, the human race. And we are now moving into a place where, yes, you, you, you can be conscious and you can be doing things, uh, but they do not have to be driven by um, attention, driven by guilt, driven by ego, driven by any of this stuff. It can be done, and it can be done out of love. Mm-hmm. And that is what the advanced civilization well, has as a cornerstone. Yeah, and, and another way to see that or boil it down into a, a different sort of simplicity as the only real true driving force is love. Mm-hmm. And love is the force that drives and it pushes things that attempt to uh, camouflage it or hold it back out of the way. Yeah. And so if you're not looking at it with that perspective, it looks like things unlike love coming at you. But when you focus on the love within all things and everything, sing- everything single cell and mm-hmm. atom and every event in your life, then the love becomes visible. Honestly, we are living in a completely dark room filled with all potential. And we're wearing miners' hats. And whatever we look at is going to be illuminated by our consciousness and our attention. And that will stay illuminated until we look to the next thing. It's not to stay and struggle with the thing that's illuminated. It's to look at what you're really choosing. And I, I was given that visual many, many years ago in a meditation, and it, was, it started making so much sense mm-hmm. about how powerful my attention really is. Yeah. And it's not a matter of struggling with the thing that's illuminated with your consciousness. It's to allow it to be what it is mm-hmm. and move over to where that same thing exists in a world where it is where the love is more visible. Mm-hmm. And it's just getting a different perspective of that coffee cup on a table. Uh, the handle may look on the right to me. It may look on the left to the person sitting across from me. And mm-hmm. they may not even see it over here. But it doesn't change the fact that we're all seeing a truth that put together paint a bigger picture. Yeah. When you see the love... Uh, the bigger picture becomes very visible. Mm -hmm. And Drunvalo's axiom about thought creates and where you place your attention grows uh, is how these things get a hold of us. Yes. In other words, if we feel, um, let's use the word diseased, okay, and then your brain is placing your attention on that pimple or whatever it is, um, and then that, of course, grows it because of the unconscious resistance to it, which is the unconscious placing of the attention. So we are in command of all this. We have said it in a million different ways, probably more than a million different ways, considered the number of... uh, Well, resistance actually becomes glue that glues things to you. It doesn't Mm -hmm. push things away. And you're exactly right about this. And I'm not bashing the medical profession because there is a lot of good, wonderful things done. There's also a lot of um, craziness, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. But... A diagnosis is like a gypsy curse, those old curses back in the old country. Yeah. Uh, they, somebody was telling me they had read a report or some study or something where the amount of time given 
with a diagnosis like you've got five years to live or whatever, yeah. that people died sometimes to the very day or the week mm -hmm. unconsciously based on that. So it is important what you have your miner's hat on because it does come to fruition often. And do not have fear about that. If you're having a lot of negative thoughts right now, you don't have to worry about those manifesting. Right. What and that you do have the authority to change your mind about things. That's another thing. Mm -hmm. In the human computer that we call our brain, there is, there, in the average person, there is no such thing as a delete key. <laughs> you just, once right you get that. it in your head, it's there. There it is. Mm -hmm. Nothing, you can die and reincarnate, but that's about the single option. So we wish to grant you just, and we use the word in the language codes, we say cancel. So the doctor says, uh, you got about six months to live, and you say, I don't know if I can come up with your money by that time. And the doctor says, okay, we'll give you eight months, but hurry yeah. up. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, that you have the authority within you to cancel. change. Yeah, to cancel. I do that all the time. To when, cancel. When programs, yeah. when mm -hmm. I see programs coming in subconsciously, I, I'm also a trained hypnotist. And I learned so much in, in the hypnosis training about how things come in subconsciously. Yeah. This is just another thing to add on to that. Yeah. When somebody's talking about how sick or poor or whatever, yeah. I just in my own mind, I say cancel. And I say the new, the, um, the yeah. one revealing no, the love are, behind it. Yeah, people are walking around espousing whatever negative programming that they are in a battle with, attempting in that way to get rid of it or at least to infect other people with it so that they don't feel so alone in the world. And that's a very poor report for we the human race, considering what sovereignty we have in our reality. In other words, there are countless people that have been born with no money and no opportunity in the least likely circumstance to become successful who have become phenomenally successful based on them not accepting the hand they were dealt. And mm. the word cancel comes in again, and why not? Well, you know, and that gets back to victim mentality. Yeah. Whether, whether it's a, a, a large group of you or mm -hmm. individually, or it's the, the secretaries at work as opposed to the office managers or whatever, whenever you allow somebody else's opinion of you to become valid, <laughs> you are handicapping yourself. The more chips we carry on our shoulder, the more we validate that reality, mm -hmm. we'll harmonize with people and circumstances that are showing us that we're carrying these chips on our shoulder. It's yeah. not because, oh, we're thinking bad thoughts and therefore we gotta be around bad things. It's that we, love, always will show up and show us what we have carrying on our back yeah. It's all done through love, and that's mm -hmm. how you can interpret everything that comes in your life as love, and it's just delivering a message that you're doing it to yourself. You have the chip on your own shoulder. Yeah. If, if you are seeking a victimizer in your life, then you have sentenced you to being the victim, and there's no power in being the victim because the victim accepts the victimhood and doesn't climb out of it. Yeah, and that is the way that works. Uh, if you guys can get a shot of this is the latest of the waveforms that I've built. This one's a smoky quartz and um, looks very, very well. I just wanted to uh, 
I just mean to mention this before the end of the program, but that it's, uh, it's a great fondness to me to build these devices. They're quite lovely. And, uh, yeah, I didn't mean to derail the conversation. It's very, very true. The basic principle of someone else tattooing you with a poor self-image, to understand that even more deeply, is to recognize that whatever it is that person is doing they are indeed talking about themselves and their fear of themselves. Any insult is what the person does not like about themselves. Whatever it is that they say yeah. that you would hear as an insult, they're talking about themselves. I got that, yeah. Yeah, we've said that so many times and, on this program. And it's a great opportunity because it, it's so, even that is done with love because it reveals the fact that some part of you was buying into that. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's where the real pain comes from when the person insults. Mm -hmm. is you go, oh, my God, you I am feeling thing. an emotion. Yeah. That means I'm believing you. And so I'm going to then attract the people that would say that. And that's love telling me, hey, guess what? You're not thinking loving thoughts about yourself. Yeah. So you say, well. thank yeah. you for healing me. Yeah. And, and that'll really take them it, off. Then it's really healed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah. It, it also helps you to have this great compassion for other people. Yeah, and, and that's and a very everything. necessary evolutionary step, is to feel badly for those that mm -hmm. have not yet gotten to the point where they can understand what's going on in that way. Yeah. Yeah. This works very, very well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I don't know why I feel like I, I would like to say this, but it's been coming up for a few days for me. Oh, uh, just a suggestion for parents uh, mm -hmm. that have small kids. When I was growing up, people would pick their kid up by the arm, yeah. just like lift them up, and I much like and I apes. remember like Ugh. I I would suggest not to do that, and I don't know why I'm getting this so strong, and it's not uh, to beat yourself up for ligaments. doing it. Yeah, absolutely. I always just pick them up like yeah. their, their seat and like that, not even under the arms. Yeah. It's so important that we recognize that, mm -hmm. that children um, now that the duck are is wonderful coming. little creatures. Mm. And the duck is here. Uh, here's the duck. Say hello, duck. Hello, duck here dangler. Come the duck. Here come the duck. And here the duck. Here come the duck. There we go. See what the duck brings this evening. Thank you. And the duck has some dolphins in there. We'll just it's the dolphin them. duck. You can tell by the fin. I got expansion. An expansion means new. It's mm -hmm. it's something. Thank you. It means it gets larger. So when our consciousness expands, more things can be within it, and there's less judgment. Mm -hmm. And what did and you I get? And I got splash. Yay. which is a very, yeah, fun, and I agree with all of those definitions. And it's also a method of um, flash, would be another way to say that, yeah. where we, um, regardless of how evolved we are, there is a percent, usually a very, very tiny percent of our time, where we get an insight into another echelon of consciousness, and then it fades away. And if we go back 20 years, we were getting splashes of who it is we are today, consistently throughout the day, mm -hmm. who it is we are. And I know we have our callers uh, coming great. in. So, hi caller, what's your name please? Hi, my name is Amy. Amy. 
Hi, and I, I wanted to get a reading tonight with Mary, if I could. Okay, I'd be most happy to. Okay, and then I'll, I'll go ahead and hang up. Okay, thanks, Amy. Okay. Thanks for calling. I would also encourage people to subscribe to our podcast, Telepathic TV. You mm-hmm. can go to iTunes, and it's free, and you mm-hmm. can get the audio version of our show and listen to us on your iPod. There's hundreds of episodes there. They're all free. You can take us with you on your jogs and uh, just subscribe, and the new one will be there when you log into iTunes. At, um, just do a search on Telepathic TV and hit subscribe. Mm-hmm. Okay, the first uh, card we get for Amy is the Rebel card. The chains in this card represent society's expectations of us and, and, and how limiting it is. It's like a chain around our ankle. And this person says, no, I've had enough of that. I'm going to break free from that. And this is talking about circumstances maybe recently that you've expanded out of. This card, the ripeness, talks about the time being right, right now. But it, to me, it's also about education. So I'm not sure if you've completed some sort of an education recently. Mm-hmm. But th- right now, it, it's that moment when the fruit has fallen off the vine but hasn't hit the, f- the ground yet. That's perfect. It's the ideal time. And Suspended. I would say if there are things that you've been contemplating, mm-hmm. that now's the time to really act. And if we put all three of these cards together, breaking out of something, now's the time to really get the lesson learned and and take that knowledge and put a chapter um, and, and gain an understanding about what that was and, and then move on to the next thing. Just let it go. That phase of life is done. The understanding is now in place and now move forward. Well, in the 1950s, the word rebel meant uh, biker, the outre, someone outside mm-hmm. of society. And the word rebel actually means that the person is constantly at war, constantly. And so it was at first rebel without a cause, Marlon Brando, and I think that might have been the name of the movie. And then it became a joke, a rebel without a pause. Mm-hmm. And the, the, what we've been teaching on this program is the allowing. So if you just allow, you don't have to be a rebel anymore. And I certainly have our next caller. So, hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Mona. Mona. Hi, Mona. All right. Hi. I was thinking about you just a minute ago. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Keith and I had an opportunity to read your blog yesterday on allowing, and so we've been practicing that all day, and it's actually really funny because we're finding that we're resisting so, I mean, everything. hmm and we're catching ourselves, and we go, do you realize we just spent five minutes talking about something that, you know, we have no control over? Yes, yes. <laughs> and um, I just want to encourage the audience, um, whoever, if, if you haven't read Marion Neville's blogs, uh, please do so. Um, oh, thank Neville, you. Your blog, Mary, your blog was, was beautiful, and Neville, your, your blog had me laughing. Because, oh, good. Yes, okay. it was, I, I admit the craziness the insaneness and you know it got me to, to see i had thought you know i kind of have the same thing you had i'm perfect you know <laughs> i know mm-hmm. everything and when i read it i just every time i get into that mode i just think okay i'm being a little crazy right now you know pull yeah. back. <laughs> that's great yeah yeah it's good to know mm-hmm. and, and it's wonderful so thank you so much for that and um can i have a reading mary yes i'd be most happy to thank okay, you and I'll, I'll hang up thank you okay bye bye-bye great to hear from you. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, and there was something else I was going to mention to her, but it'll come to me, I'm sure. Okay, the first card we get is the conditioning card. I feel like there are so many converging gifts and talents that we get uh, for Mona, but we typically get so confused because we have all these um, people telling us, well, you would be a good piano player, you'd be a good scientist, or you'd be a good at this or that. And we start losing who it is we really are. And I feel like your early part of your life, you were really um, getting that, saying, okay, this is who I am. Almost as if you didn't fit in with the world that you were born into, and then you realized why. It's so that you could really see yourself in that contrast. And now it's a matter of knowing that the perfect things are going to come before you. And one of the first places my eyes were drawn to on that card is that next stone that's appearing for this person mm -hmm. walking is a really big stone. And it makes me feel like something really big is coming up. Mm -hmm. And that all you have to do is keep your eye on who you really are, and that happens. And look, control is the opposite of allowing. And what it is saying is to allow how that unfolds, because it may not look like you're moving in the right direction, but you really are. And that there's more control to be gained by just saying, okay, the situation is what it is. Mm -hmm. And you're right, we spend probably 80% of our conversation time as humanity arguing and getting upset over something that already is, mm -hmm. rather than saying, okay, what is my power within this umbrella of is? Mm -hmm. And then you say, okay, so the boss didn't give me a good review. Okay, well, what's my power now? That's a whole fertile ground. And mm -hmm. that's where I feel you have so much to offer in that area for people. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Speaking of conditioning, you were talking about conditioning at yes. the beginning of that. I drank a whole bottle of conditioner once, oh, and God, do I fit in now. As soon as I got out of the bathroom, that is. Uh -huh. <laughs> but I'm slippery. much smoother. Oh, yes. God, am I smooth. What a smooth guy. Ah, absolutely. A smooth operator. <laughs> it happens. And do we have our next call? No, we're good on calls for the moment. Okay, absolutely. So our program on allowing is a very important, it's like a superpower allowing. You know, like, uh, as you were saying, I'm stuck in traffic. I allow that I'm stuck in traffic. Well, this is magnificent. I love, this is great. I'm going to get out of my car, because what's the difference? It's stuck. And I'm going to go talk to people till somebody talks back, you know, walking up and down. You're right. Allowing always has a gift. Yeah. Allowing always contains a gift. Because you were so mm -hmm. resisting mm -hmm. whatever it was that you actually went blind, literally blind. You couldn't see what was going on because of the refusal to accept. Accepting and allowing in this sense are synonyms. I accept that I'm in traffic. Well, that's just wonderful. And this gives me the opportunity to meditate <laughs> depending on how, what you have in the car at the time. But uh, yeah, or the opportunity to strike up a conversation with a fellow motorist, etc. Mm -hmm. and, and the world just becomes freedom when you allow. And when you don't allow, it becomes prison. Yeah. I just allow, allowing. I accept allowing, allowing. I allowing, I allow, Which allowing. is the basis of the Hawaiian language, by the way. Accepting, allowing, allowing. Oh, allowing. Allow, allowing. Allow. Yeah. Allow ha. Uh, allow uh, laughter. That's what allow ha is going to be the new Ah, uh, that's good. We, yeah, there we go. Okay. We have a call. We have a call. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Or number? 
Hi. Make up a name. You're on the air. Or don't make up a name. Hello. Don't make us do a reading for absolutely blank air. It sounds like a lot of fun going on back in the control room. Command room, room, yeah. Create room. Is <coughs> Mission better. control. And we could use a little. And they say the call is still <coughs> here. Hi, caller. What's your name? My name hello. is Don't. Hi, you're on the air. Oh, hello. Hi. Hi. What can we do for you? How you doing, Mary? I'd like to know if I could get a reading. My name is Bernard. Bernard Absolutely, sure. Bernard. Thank you for calling in. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad to see you back. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's yeah. very kind of you to notice and to welcome me back. That's thank lovely. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Okay, the first card we get is the trust card. I love this card. It's saying that when you take that leap of faith, those rose petals show up to, to let you land. But trust is not blind and... Um, fictional. Trust is really knowing. And you trust things to be what they tell you. What's that expression? If someone tries to tell you who they are, believe them. That's what real trust is all about. Um, and that's something that I feel you've got a really good sense of character judgment and everything. And as a result, I think often you are elected to be the one to go out there, the pioneer that goes and tests new waters. And that's something that's really innate within you. And you may have gotten a little away from that recently. But remember your courage because you, you really do a lot of changing for many people. And they feel that and then they do the changing with you. And sometimes it may feel like you're a little ahead of your time. But right now there may be some things coming up or, or these um, where we're projecting our thoughts on others and other people are projecting things on us. I feel like just letting it go. Don't even, don't even tangle with it. Just rise up above it. Let it all deal with itself because you know who you are and you're not afraid to boldly speak your truth. And let other people have their, their stuff. If they're not ready to speak their truth, then, then there's no talking to them anyway. Yeah, very good. Okay. And I wanted to mention again that if this program has done anything, if you can at least allow, at least once have this experience of just allowing it and setting yourself free by doing that, uh, that we're doing uh, on Sunday, we're doing the Consciously Creating Your oh, Life. Oh, and Saturday is Sekim and the Master Healing Energy, which is a series I developed to mm -hmm. different techniques to use this Sekim Energy, and then we have the Potluck. And then yes, we have Saturday a bunch night. of other stuff coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, it's all posted telepathictv.com. Mm -hmm. We 